Welcome to the Just Chirpin' Podcast, the show about hockey, life, and everything in between. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this train wreck. What's up, boys? What's up? Evening. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the subtle tones of Chris and his memoir. Today we'll be talking talking about chapter two. Chapter Actually, two. you know, you had me intrigued there for a second. I think you're <laughs> onto something. Honestly. So, Chris, obviously, starting with you, per usual. What's up, man? How's it been? Uh, it's been good. Just trying to get ready for Christmas, if you couldn't tell around here. <laughs> so we were just yapping about that. You may have crossed that fine line between... Obsession? <laughs> I don't know where to put that. You made it. You said it right. You felt like you walked into a JCPenney's or a Kohl's on Christmas Eve. There are so many poinsettias in here that... I am petrified I, that they're going to not make it till Christmas. Oh, they're alive? Oh, yes. those are real. They're all real. I uh, spent God, 40 I'm minutes. I'm not allergic. I spent 40 minutes today watering all of them. How much... Can I ask how much that cost you? It was less than 100 bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I must say... Chris, you are a, a little bit of what I would call a minimalist. There's 20 of them. 20 plants? There's like 80 of them. No, I think you 20. miscounted. <laughs> he remembers. He bought them. Um, Some I of would, them are bigger. I would say walk into your house, you come across as uh, somewhat of a minimalist. So you don't have knickknacks and things. Like you have, it seems like everything in your house has a purpose. So it's very clean. You it's haven't very seen tight. behind the, uh, the well, I'm cupboard sure, doors. Right, right. right. <laughs> I haven't opened any cupboards. But but no, you, you said the other day that you really like decorating's big for you and you enjoy doing it. For and, Christmas. And, and it's very stuff, good yeah. job. Honestly, it's it, I didn't walk in and go, oh my God. I walked in and was like, oh wow. You know, it looks nice. It'll change your pace. Absolutely. I think it looks nice. But yes, you did yeah. go to what I would call the extreme <laughs> for just, some people. Just don't touch anything, Jay. Yep. Nope, so uh, the kid's not welcome. A couple of years ago, um, Stefan's kid came over and walked in. This was at my old apartment, but the tree was pretty similar. Took one look at it and started bawling. Oh, so really? I think he was a little overwhelmed. That's okay. It could be the case. Yeah. I think you did a fantastic job. But yeah, so trying to get ready for Christmas, get the Christmas shopping out of the way, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. So Yes, I went... Uh, Part of the side, I guess, for me kick is I went to the mall on Saturday. What a bad idea that was. <laughs> on a Saturday during well, uh, Christmas season? Yeah, because I, you know, normally we do the Christmas shopping a little early and, you know, we all go together in a group of guys. And so it's always been different. Uh, but however, me and the wife went there and not for Christmas shopping, just to grab something. And it was a nightmare. And I don't like crowds to begin with. And I don't like crowds because crowds are unpredictable. And I don't like when people are doing (laughs) stupid stuff. Like, hey, let's just stand right in the middle of the only pathway of moving around the mall and look at something instead of getting out of the way when I have a group of five people. Kids, old people, dumb people, you know, whatever, however you want to say Kids are really starting to bother me. Well, you know what I end up doing is saying, all right, honey, I'm going to take the baby and go to the play section and sit down and watch my daughter play while you do the shopping. And that was way less stressful for me. Yeah. They have the play areas open back up. Yeah. So, but they like every 15 minutes, they close it down for 15 minutes to clean it thoroughly. 
So it was weird because I sat down and we played for five minutes, had to get up and wait 15 for it to be clean. <laughs> and then by that point, the wife had come back by to leave, and I was like, oh, great. Oh, man. I stood here and did nothing. I did have a couple moms come talk to me. I wasn't wearing my wedding ring. The wife noticed. <laughs> but I took it off the other day when I was uh, putting my beard oil on because it catches a lot of my beard oil and sits in there. So I take it off to put the beard oil in and put it back on. I must have forgot to put it back on. Is that why you still don't have it on? Um, actually, it's stupidly ugly because all my other ones have broken. So it's like a backup and it's just dumb looking. And so I told the wife, I'm like, I Christmas present. So I, st- I have purposely stopped wearing it. So she buys me another. Oh, yeah. She'll get you a new. Because I have to wear band. the silicone ones. I don't like wearing like a, a hard band. It just, it's weird for me to do that, especially at work. So, yeah, but that's my what's what. So I skipped right over stuff. What's up with you, bud? Oh, that's all right. I don't really have a whole lot to report, fellas. Just, oh, you know, I I do. Um, I was invited to skate <laughs> on Sunday night, which, you know, I don't normally play on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, I happen to be working on Sunday. So I decided to say yes with my wife's blessing to skate on Brent's uh, 35 plus team. On Sunday night, so I had a good skate on What's Sunday. What's it like night. to be the young buck on the team? A little different. Wow. I felt like I had a little bit of jump, a little more time. <laughs> I think uh, over thirty-five is where I'm headed, boys. Oh, so that's like that was like um, uh, you're gonna play the rest of the year? No, I was just so was just feeling. I was just oh, subbing. Okay. I was yes. gonna say yes. I can't commit to. Uh, yeah, I'm not playing every Sunday. Yeah, night. yeah, no, that's yeah. a tough one. We've talked about that. Thanks before. for a harder Monday if you have a couple of cocktails on a Sunday night and. Oh, yeah. All that good stuff. Speaking of skating, I had my second camp today, um, and we did have some growth. So we had some new faces. That was super exciting. So, again, for any listeners who have kids between the ages of 10 to 14, that is at 4.30 at Georgetown on Wednesdays. 4.30 p.m. Georgetown. Yep. On Wednesdays. Um, There is a link. So if you guys reach out to the email on here and request the link, I can send that to you. We could probably have Brent include the link on the webpage somewhere. Mm, too. Yep. We can also try to figure that out. We'll um, oh, well, speaking technology. of Brent, actually. Yes. So we mentioned the elephant in the room. Yeah. So shorthanded, clearly we skipped right over Brent because he's not here. Uh, but there's good reason, listeners. He's not just fooling us off like I uh, like I usually do. <laughs> Uh, the rink opened up FTK League, Wednesday night leagues. Yeah, I think they probably have a couple of other nights too, but I, I want to say this is probably the first skate they've had on it. I mean, ice was just built, and we've had cold temps. So. Yes, um, which next week is supposed to go back to the 50s, so we'll see how it holds for next week. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, for that matter, Brent might be back next week, but it yeah. looks like uh, Wednesday nights he might be out for the foreseeable future, at least through February. So we'll see. Um, you know, we'll probably bring in some some uh, guest hosts uh, mm-hmm. to cover his spot. We talked about moving to another night of the week that would work a little bit better for the four of us. Unfortunately, it's not going to be, ben- be beneficial for uh, you and I based on your hockey schedule uh, with your children, my hockey schedule with my son, um, and then all of our personal stuff. So we're going to try to let it ride on Wednesday night still. And then we'll just plug his spot, and then when uh, the pond melts, Brent will be right back in the fold, and yeah, 
be business as usual. I think um, one thing we're going to try to do is, uh, you know, get out there on a few Sundays and um, do a little FTK pod, you know. Yeah, that sounds fun. Get some video involved and uh, have some fun out on the ice. Yeah, with, we could do a little skate, you know, have the mic set up, come back and forth. You know, maybe Chris can hang out on the dasher board with a handful of beer. And or we can dress a buddy up heater. in goalie pads. That'd be fun, too. Chris, would you be our goalie? Would you do that? I don't for know the about show. goalie. For the fun. show. For the show. For the show. We'll put you we'll in see. all the pads. You're not going to yeah, get you're hurt. You're not going to get hurt. Neither of us can neither of us can shoot very hard. So. Yeah. But I only have to goaltend in the little the little no, you just uh, stand there. hockey net. You don't even have to worry about your save percentage. Just yeah. stand there and This sounds awful. We'll give you a cup. This sounds awful. It what are you worried fun. about? I don't want to be a punching bag out there. Oh, you Again, don't you're gonna, your These pads are, are going to be so big, you're not even going to feel anything. And we ain't we ain't professionals. So. All right, well, we'll table that and we'll come yeah, back yeah, to we'll it. See. But anyway, we'll so, see how he feels after a couple of cocktails. Exactly. He might decide he wants to do that. So we're going to do, they're going to be Joe stunts, except they're going to be called Chris stunts. <laughs> I heard that causes mental damage, so I don't want to sign myself mm, up for that. We did talk <laughs> about that earlier. Well, speaking, speaking of. Yeah, mental damage. Yeah. Uh, or somebody who seems to be bouncing back, uh, Mr. Kyle Rittenhouse, um, uh, you know, the, the gentleman from Illinois slash Wisconsin, has been, you know, who's already out in the news and stuff because of everything going on, but he has been hitting the talk circuit like crazy. Yeah, so I actually, I had asked you about this earlier, like, has anybody heard about what's going on? I Again, someone who doesn't keep up on that kind of stuff. Um, and you're telling me it sounds like, you know, he was told to stay low, but he is doing everything other than. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> it seems we'll talk to anybody with a pulse that will listen. So he's been all over the place over the last couple of weeks. So he's even uh, getting out there and throwing down mean tweets at LeBron James. So, you know, he's just going after everyone. Yeah, because I did hear LeBron. LeBron totally, started it. He did. He totally <laughs> dogged him for crying on the stand. So. Well, and uh, um, Kyle had said that he was a Lakers fan, too, and not so much anymore after LeBron made, made yeah. those comments about him. Well, LeBron said a lot of dumb things these last year. Well, that's funny you mentioned he said dumb dumb things because the most recent podcast he was on, one of the hosts had made a comment, well, you guys got to relax and, and understand that uh, LeBron had to connect all four of those brain cells together at one time to formulate that chirp. Yeah. He's, <laughs> Zing. Know, for somebody who is such an amazing athlete, he sure is not um, – socially savvy when it comes to you know I look at it this way LeBron's a good enough player where F you if you don't like me because he doesn't need your support and I get that but to to have such a mountain top to stand on in a platform as a platform I guess I should say mm-hmm. to speak ignorance you know what I mean like and not that not that what he says isn't valid but the way that he says it and the things that he says in the tweets, like, hey, bro, hold a conference if you're going to do it. Don't throw a don't throw a, a mean tweet yeah, out there. A mean tweet out there that <laughs> nobody only, likes mean. Well, tweets. that's only that's only one sided, though. Right. They like it's higher only gas prices. Sided. You know, and then you got all these people who are following your ignorance, thus creating ignorant thinkers, because we always think like the people we look up to. It's, it's where we get most of our knowledge from. So yeah. I don't know. We can go on and on about that all freaking day. But uh yeah, I don't know. He's, not my, you, he's not my favorite person. No. I'll tell you who has a 
who you don't get speaking on this, and that's the hockey players, because mm-hmm. we're humble and we're kind, and we don't we don't drag shit up. We we just sit back and do our job. We don't yeah. We don't speak on things that's <laughs> outside of our playbook. Right. <laughs> When's the last time you heard Gretzky talking about <laughs> something like this, or even Connor McDavid for that matter? I mean, stick to hockey. That's what you're a professional. At. Yeah. I don't care what your political views are. Hockey players don't like to be bothered by the media and all of this background noise and stuff. We just want to go play hockey and wheel broads. You know, and wheel broads. <laughs> <laughs> play hockey and wheel broads. I I feel you. You know. Speaking of hockey, you should work in that uh, sponsor yeah, read at that. some point in time. I can do that. Why don't you guys go ahead and check out Pirani's Hockey World, the play store for the hockey player? Uh, nice. I was actually there the other day. Picked up a new helmet for the for the games, considering I got knocked out in with my other helmet and cage. Yeah. Um, missed last week, so I didn't get to use it. So this has been sitting on the table, and I've been staring at it. I'm ready to use it tomorrow. Actually, you should probably just wear it every day to you know get used I've to been it. Been breaking it in. I Take tried. it to work with you. Yeah, it's super comfortable helmet. It's the Warrior. I bought the Warrior helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not the fanciest looking. I'll give you that. It's kind of bland, but uh, super comfortable. Covers the quite a bit of the back of the noggin there. So kind of excited about it. Yeah, it's always excited when you break in something mm-hmm. like that. I just put one of those um, uh, white on the inside, black on the outside cages yeah. on my helmet. Those are pretty dope. I almost bought. I really one of like those. that. I'm happy with that. Yep, I went with the all white only because I want people looking in to not see my face as well. Mm-hmm. You wear a cage? Yes. Pussy. Yes. You want to see enough teeth get knocked out? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I would be. (laughs) Hang on to yours while you can. Yes. And I'm not worried about like losing a chiclet because you had, you know, your front tooth knocked out. It's just sitting in the chair afterwards to get the repair work done. And the money. that And the financial constraints yeah. that bother me the most yeah. about it. So, yes, I'll take your chirp, not hockey playing Chris. Give me a hard time for wearing a bird cage. Yes. But. Uh, I guess I could have used a cage when you um, knocked me in the mouth and chipped my tooth back in the day. I shouldn't have been standing there. Well, <laughs> I'll put it to you this way. Stefan, you, you've played for a while without a cage mm-hmm. and I as well and a few years actually I played without even as you much went as longer a visor. than I did yeah I went with no visor and everything I was full-blown nothing and uh it took the tooth getting knocked out for the cage went right back on so mm-hmm. you know I'd look at it like like you said like I had to go to the hospital twice for that I was out out of pocket or uh, I got really lucky that my dentist did the work for free because um, he's family because we're family yeah but but I had to drive up to Gaylord, so it right. ate up an entire day plus You're- another day because I hung out, which is fine. But, you know, the trip up there and then the, still the hospital, I had to go to the hospital first, and that that was – over a grand so right you're sitting there is and it really like, worth it is it worth it and it's yep. not at mm-hmm. that point now up until that point i would have argued that it was very much worth it and you were a pussy if you didn't wear one right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you lose one of them and you're like okay that sucked that i mean i had glue on my mouth for over a month like talking like this it was all yellow yeah. i looked like an idiot when um, you see people they get a tooth chipped or whatever dodgy had one on a breakaway a guy went to lift a stick missed and, and chipped his front teeth it's it's really uh, we're we're not that talented enough. Maybe we are, but the ones around us yeah. are not. <laughs> There's always a couple guys. And flukes and accidents happen. How happen. many times does yeah. a puck run up your stick, dude? How many times do you see right the beak. an NHL player laying on the ground holding their face? Right, that's a lot. It's pretty common. It is. So, uh, what else you got for us for the news, Chris? It's been a little hard to find, but a few details here and there are coming out on the. Uh, 
um, Epstein's, or I guess not Epstein, but the Maxwell trial. Well, you can say Maxwell Epstein because it's a carry-on, right? I mean, they're moving forward with what was the Epstein. They're just now targeting Maxwell. Yeah, I get a yeah, little thrown off alive. now. I know what you're talking about because yeah. we wrote that down in the pre-show notes, and I'm like, Maxwell trial. <laughs> yes. And now you couple it with Epstein. Oh, Epstein. Yep. Yep. I know Elaine, exactly what we're talking about. Elaine Maxwell? Yes. Yep. So apparently the second witness... I guess, um, has taken the stand. She was approached by Maxwell when she was 17 years old to come in, you know, work at the Epstein household. I don't know if she was traveling all over with them like the first witness was, but again, same story. You know, they recruited her in. Uh, they told her to go give Epstein a massage and then he ended up pleasuring himself and, all that goodness in front of her and it kind of went on from there and apparently she was also asked to recruit other girls um for maxwell and epstein so it's kind of interesting not a lot out there in the media or anything so yeah when i hear tidbits here and there that's about it they're hush hush i mean i've done a couple because i'm actually interested in this since the first time we talked about the epstein situation i actually went home i watched the uh, filthy rich um, Netflix documentary. If you haven't, I gotta watch that. I think that's the to. one I was just thinking of too, where they did some interviews. It was set in Florida, right? And then the girls were interviewed and described everything that happened, and that they were offered. They were actually put out there to to recruit, just as mm-hmm. you said. Mm-hmm. Is that the one? Yeah. So okay. it goes along like it, it covers the first time Epstein got like charged which was in 2016ish I think or oh, not charged the first time that they came after him um but it he got a plea deal it was super hush hush it was super quick the prosecuting attorney gave a plea he did zero jail time I think he just paid a bunch of money and mm-hmm. but what I, what they end up saying ended up happening was that he had so much crap on all these people that he started he was untouchable he was untouchable so it starts there and the 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 whole netflix thing does and then it kind of goes on from you know some girls talking about what happened prior because a lot of these girls that came out they came out in 2016 except it got hushed and they got shut down so then in 2020 or 19 i think or 20 or whatever when the epstein thing happened which was 20 yeah um it got re-brought up and all these women came back at which then he was essentially prosecuted and went on whether or not they were going to set bail or whatever that's the night that he died like that night that they said nope we're not setting you're not we're not giving you a bail you you don't get a bail oh that's when he hung himself that's when he died yeah i'm gonna go with died but (laughs) he didn't uh, kill himself he passed away right and then it kind of goes through like you know it it, it just interviews so many people interviews workers of the island it obviously interviews all the girls that have like accused him um, so there's a handful of girls on there. They tell their story. You know, here's the deal. I'm gonna say here. I'm gonna say this out loud. There's been many times where I've heard a girl cry rape or a girl cry sexual assault. Where I've been like, okay, but the story says that you did it ten times. At which point, you know, but then to hear these girls actually get their quote unquote 15 minutes of fame and actually tell their story and talk about why they did it again and again and again, the money the riches, the promises. And you're a 17-year-old girl who has no other opportunities in life, and then you're being told that without 
this rich person mm-hmm. raping you. You have no, like you're done. You're on your own and you yeah, have you no, have a worth. you know what I mean? You start to really understand where they came from. And then on top of that, you know, the, the mental drama and whatever else you want to call that, that is caused, like you really start to feel bad. And then you really start to feel disgusted by these people with money and what they do to people. Cause you know, these aren't the only, you know, like Harry Weinstein, you know what I mean? Like, Harvey. I'm like Harvey. Oh, Harvey, sorry, Harvey Weinstein. Harry Harvey, who gives a shit? Well, he was a piece of you trash. You know, when that first came out and the Me Too movement started, it was kind of like, okay, but you didn't have to suck the wiener <laughs> for the role. Like you didn't have to do that. You chose to do that. But, but now you did. I'm starting to like, be like, Man, even if you did do that, the mental drama that causes you later in life knowing that you made that decision can really affect you mentally. And so it really got me to really like see things from the other side. So I'm really, uh, I would say if you haven't seen it, I think it's Filthy Rich. It is. On Netflix, um, the Epstein trial stuff. But you should watch it. It turned me on to that when I was down with the COVIDs. It's only a few episodes. I think it's only like four to six. Um, they're yeah. about 45 minutes each. So it was good. I watched it. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I remember watching that in April. Speaking of trials, there's another There's another thing that came up you were telling me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the, I guess, fraud trial now for uh, Jesse Smollett is going on. He had was reportedly a victim of a hate crime back in like 2018 or something like that at his home in Chicago by, by a MAGA. That's what he had claimed. Okay. Yep. So we all know that turned out to be a load of BS. It didn't happen. It was set up and stuff. So they're going through the trial now. I think he was brought up on some type of fraud charges for it or lying to the police and stuff because he did file a police report and all of that. And they kind of sensed right off the bat that this isn't adding up. So he's going through that trial. Um, he apparently took the stand in his defense, which just made absolutely no sense. I don't know why he would open himself up to that. So he went out there without counsel? No, he has attorneys and stuff. Oh, okay. But I guess he wanted to go ahead and um, oh, you know, you mean testify and stand. stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Sorry, I missed that part. So he was up there, um, and during the cross-examination by the prosecutor, they were going through his text messages and stuff and repeating them verbatim, and about halfway through uh, whatever text messages they were going through, he asked them to kindly uh, not say the full N-word out anymore as he had typed it and his text to the, I guess, co-conspirators, but to the brothers that he had hired to stage the attack on him so you he, mean that they were brothers not the brothers. no he hired the brothers two brothers two brothers he's okay. not related to them just want to make sure that we're clear on that when well, you say it that and way. then two i just want to clarify that uh and make sure that i'm looking at it, hearing this correct so, so he was using the n-word to them as like a like hey what's, what's up what's n-word? up my n-word not hey you you n-word right, right. so it was more of like a a, a slang talk between Friends. Right. Mm -hmm. And then she, so the the prosecutor was reading out loud what he had written verbatim and he was asking her to stop saying it. Yeah. Could you please truncate that or not read that part? (laughs) 
That's actually kind of funny. Hey, that is ironic. That song must have been in there a lot for him to finally like be on the stage or on the stand and hear it and you know kind of cringe at it and be like, All right, said maybe it. this isn't the best. Well, you said it, you to, dumb son of a bitch. Too, I, I can imagine like like slang is you know like what up my uh, right, which What's is up, like cracker my which is slang versus. The way she was probably saying it was more of like slave tone, like "What up, my?" I'm sure hard every, end. every word, <laughs> hard G, every letter in that word was was uh, enunciated. Right. Well, if it was anything like the prosecutor in uh, Wisconsin, uh, <laughs> there was no dramatic reading on it. It was pretty monotone and very yeah. Did you say quote unquote? <laughs> well, <laughs> moving to some some holiday spirit. What was this? Uh, Speaking other... of uh, conspiracy and fake things, um, Santa <laughs> we probably Claus should here. have led with that one after talking about the poinsettias around the room. But yeah, hey, you know we're bringing it back hey, around. I guess we could have. Yeah. So on the holidays, um, found out something kind of interesting about Michigan here. But I got a question for you guys: What year and what advertisement brought our modern day Santa Claus? To the masses. Okay, you're gonna have to say that one more time because you can. What me. year? Well, I know you were reading your text. Yep, sorry. What year and what product or company brought the modern day Santa Claus to the masses? Mm. Oh, that's super easy. So we're talking Christmas, Chicago. Um, what's that? Like the first giant retail store that they put there. I want to say it was Macy's, but I, I, I think it would have been Marshall Fields. Marshall Fields. So I'm going with Marshall Fields. Now, when was that built? That had to be 19, early 1900s. Okay. Uh, I'll give you early. Yeah. I got to say right around 19, 10, 19, between okay. 10 and 20. All right. Stefan, any idea? Uh, no idea. This is just a guess. 1929 Coca-Cola. Oh, dang. That's uh, you know, I'm going to give it to you on that. 1931 Coca-Cola. Oh, <laughs> half a point. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I guess all that Hemin and Han Jay did to try to get to his, <laughs> with the Marshall Fields and everything. Yeah. No, but actually Marshall Field department stores quickly picked up on it and mm-hmm. stuff. And within the next, um, it looks like six, seven years, there were, you know, Santa Claus is popping up all over in towns across the country, mainly at department stores as an attraction. Yep. And in 1937, up in Rochester, New York, uh, Mr. Charles W. Howard, um, who was a dairy farmer and also Santa Claus during December season, realized that a lot of these Santa Clauses weren't really living up to, you know, a good standard, sloppy costumes or fake beards. Uh, yeah. Just <laughs> not good, not quality. You know, they weren't bringing the magic yeah, that you will that, you know, you blow and stuff. smoking cigarettes. <laughs> so it was like buying Santa from Wish. Yes. Versus Amazon. What you get in Wish. <laughs> you see their ad and you're like, all right, this is going to be great. And then it shows up and it's, you know, five sizes too small and didn't come with the batteries. That who it said who it can here can raise their hand and say, Wish got you at one point in time? Not Wish, but Facebook ads. Yes. Wish, wish got me. I, I actually got, ordered I've multiple things from Wish. I've never been gotten by Wish. No. Yeah, they got I me. actually don't know I what ordered multiple is. things from Wish. And they don't return like Amazon does. No. Mm. Yeah, and Chris definitely does not order from Amazon. He's against that evil empire. So Coca-Cola, man, good. You know, now that you say it, like all the ads that were done, that makes way good sense. But um, what he decided to do when he had kind of seen that, you know, there were all these 
you know, half-assed Santa Clauses out there. He started the first Santa Claus school, which has been going on continuously since then in 1937. Really? Um, so it's kind of like years. clown college or mm-hmm. yeah. like monster jam It's school? a three-day uh, session that's actually held in Midland, Michigan. So up really? to northeast of it's, us. It's right here in Michigan? Yes. In Midland. Yep. Three no days. No kidding. Three days, and I believe it's November. So they go through, um, you know, topics, how to deal with children, um, how to answer questions about, you know, reindeer, how they take care of them, tips on conditioning, making sure that, you know, Santa doesn't have a heart attack while he's on the job. Um, and just, you know, they put you not through the ringer, but they give you some tips on everything. So I thought that was kind of interesting that it's held here in Michigan. I never would have thought to look into that. What, what, uh, what drove you to look into that? Or was that like a, uh, top, uh, New York times piece? Well, I'm thinking of becoming a Santa Claus, so I got no. Is that right? <laughs> well, you were a ma- magician. I so. do have the the beard is turning slowly white and gray, so I'm getting there. I think but it's I'm more not white and gray than it is whatever other colors in there. I got to trim it down, but um, <laughs> no, it just popped up as a Washington Post article this week. So like, how oh, nice. this is kind of interesting. Another reason Michigan is the greatest state in the union. Well, I was gonna say if you're gonna do some kind of, uh. Christmas school. I mean, Michigan to me is the one place you would do that. I mean, you could do it in Canada or yeah, Minnesota. Well, but for U.S. is what I'm you saying. You want to be know. in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, what other state? I mean, even – well, so we got Wisconsin, but, Wis- I mean, Michigan over Wisconsin, Michigan. Well, what other state has Lake Effect snow? I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> bulls, are bulls from Wisconsin to Michigan, so. Yeah, screw you, Wisconsin. Yeah. And I don't want um, the ladies to think that it's exclusively for Santa Claus. Um, they men. also take Mrs. Clauses as well. Well, and, and now we're in a progressive state, so Santa Claus, Mrs. Claus is interchangeable. Trans Claus. Like husband and wife. Yep, LGBT Claus. Oh, I like LGBTQ. That. You know, they should do a Tim Allen Santa Claus with the LGBTQ Q clause. Mm-hmm. That'd be a great yep. movie. I'm going to call Tim Allen and tell him about it. I think so. Actually, it's funny you said I just watched all those, well, both of those the other day. There's three? No, there's two, I think. There's three. Is there three? Yes. What's the third one? The escape clause. Oh, <laughs> I haven't. I don't know. Maybe I have. Maybe I haven't. I'll look into it. Yeah, they're all very, very good. Well, nothing like that to put us in the Christmas spirit, gentlemen. Although Santa Claus might not be real, you can still put some gifts under your tree uh, by going to True Edge Skate Sharpening and Detailing. God, I hope I, kids weren't listening to that I one. I really like the way you were let into that. That was good. You had yeah. to be on there for a minute. Way to clear the I'm zone. I'm like, please tell me you're going to end that with uh, True Edge. Yep. You nailed it. Or Sorry. Yeah, true. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, you did get. The, yeah, yeah, sorry. Right yeah, hey, we have, right we have things written down, but mm. uh, you know, doing a really good job with Sometimes that. Sometimes we make notes. Well, let's get into some meat and potatoes because I'm kind of excited about uh, the hockey talk tonight, cuz. Yeah, we really don't have a ton, but there's a couple of hard hitters that we should, you know, talk about. Speaking of hard hits, uh, Truba hit uh, Kahari Kahara pretty hard on the chin as he was uh, breaking out of the zone. Um, probably about 10, 10, 12 feet inside the blue line, head down. Uh, 
in my opinion, it's a clean Scott Stevens hit from the late nineties. What, yes. what do you what are yes. you getting from it yes. now? So you saw it in slow mo. I mm-hmm. did not show you the video of it in real time. In real time. I didn't see it in real time. I saw it in slow mo. So again, we've talked about this before. In slow motion, everybody's a freaking critic because you actually have time to think about it. A, you see it, which then gives you time to think about what happened. Then you get to see it in slow motion, which gets you more time to think about it. This, that probably happened all from the time the puck the puck touched his stick to the time he got hit. Probably took less than a second and a half to happen. Well, he, yes and no. He did have enough time to collect the puck on his tape because it was a pass from his defenseman that came up as he was curling towards the boards opened up though and he wasn't it wasn't a hospital sh- pass uh, it was definitely not a suicide pass it wasn't a suicide pass yeah it but was a, he it was a, a split second you know where he could have looked up but even if he had taken the time to look up the damage was probably or the, the train was coming mm-hmm. to, to the um to the the train station yes so looking at that yes 90s hit clean however with the new rules you can't put shoulder to head. Now that's been around for a while. You've got the point of contact, the point of initial contact, mm-hmm. shoulder to head, which is yes, and that's what, what crushed him. What you're saying is yes. Uh, I mean, the answer to what you're bringing up mm-hmm. is yes. However, I throw a little bit of shade to that rule based on height of people, yes. angle at impact, um, what the player's doing. If I'm curling with the puck my head is way lower than mm-hmm. my you're almost getting your head your shoulders in line with your hips as you're turning a corner if somebody's standing you up and they're upright ready to hit you you're more than right. likely going to get hit in the face if he's a taller guy too you want to get higher on him the higher you hit somebody up top depending on their position but the higher you hit them up top the easier they are to fall over right like that's the that's just what we know physics yeah the taller that. the bigger they are the harder they fall right yeah so you got to get up have on. you ever been knocked down have i ever been knocked down? yeah <laughs> right. i've been knocked either down. of you yeah well, yeah we've been knocked down yeah a handful well of times. you got to remember you know the not so big guys get tossed around like rag dolls mm-hmm we we have a slower uh, a smaller center of mass yes doesn't mean that we can't get like thrown 80 fucking feet across the rink when a freight train runs into you yeah and and two when you're gonna hit somebody your body also you you're squatted right so right before contact you do kind of extend your legs it helps you get that little bit more force behind the hit which protects you as the hitter because Mm -hmm. if physics if you hit something even if it's bigger than you if you hit it harder and faster whoever has the most energy going into it is going to win the battle because energy goes from least resistance right so say you got a little guy skating way faster that's how he saves himself he's moving quicker the energy goes from him into the guy right and vice versa a big guy puts all his energy via weight into you so the way you're taught to hit and even if you weren't taught to hit like this yes you do extend your legs at at point of impact however leaving your feet is something that's illegal now he does not leave his feet he does extend his legs he lifts up shoulder goes from what probably would have hit him in the chest to the face the head was down so he took the shoulder right to the chin mm-hmm. right to the mouth ouch it's a very devastating hit he goes limp instantly he, he was he was knocked out at the point of contact mm-hmm. which he fell like a ton of bricks on his back and the head snapped back towards yes. the ice surface um the the paramedics were called the the whole game stopped and 
it's kind of a testament to um, putting the game in Set, how do I want to say this? So uh, you set the game aside and then reality kind of takes over for a little bit there mm-hmm. because both teams, both members of both teams were um, leaning on each other, uh, embracing one another mm-hmm. because your mortality becomes a little bit more apparent in a moment when you see whether it's your teammate or your opponent laying on the ice uh, motionless. Right. And a stretcher comes out. You don't ever want that. You, that's not the. You may say it in the heat of the moment that you're going to kill someone or whatever. Right. But it, you really deep down don't feel like you want to like critically injure someone. So, no. he he ends up getting rushed to the hospital. I I believe everything's okay. I haven't heard any other reports say or any report saying otherwise. But it was a pretty traumatic uh, episode on the rink that night. Um, but it was it was kind of comforting um, to see both teams take a knee and for a second there set the hockey game aside and really worry about the well-being of an injured player. Yeah, absolutely. And, absolutely. No one wants anybody. Yes, you want to hurt them. Don't get me wrong. Anytime you hit somebody, you want there to be some pain inflicted. Most of the time a hit happens. That's so you, you know, to me, it's always been like now, next time you get the puck in the corner, you're going to be apt to make a mistake because you're going to be rushing the play because mm-hmm. you don't want me you to don't hit want you. To, you don't want to get another one. Right. So to me, like that's where, and so the new rule for those of you who maybe don't know and don't quite understand, because it's really not in the pros in the NHL. I don't see it being, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I don't see them calling that penalty. No, a lot. It, in fact, there, there was no penalty called on the play. And there was no suspension, no suspension warranted no fines. or anything of that. Right. And I stand by that because yeah. the refs have made the call on the ice. Mm-hmm. That's no different than the Scott Stevens hit on Paul Correa, no. except now we have a little bit more of a concussion protocol. Right. Um, there was a start of a scrum after that happened because obviously whenever there's a big hit and you insult you have to fight somebody's yeah. teammate you got to answer the bell it didn't look like I, I caught a little clip of it and it was quickly de-escalated based on the the curtain curtain the current um position that uh kahari or kahara was in at that moment yeah no absolutely i think um you know Again, the new rule is supposed to be that you're not allowed to deliver a hit in a punishing manner. So if if the hit is meant to punish and the puck was not played during contact, so during contact, if the puck is not played, then that's a penalty. Then you have mm-hmm. shoulder to head, which is a head check, regardless of whether or not it was intentional. That's still supposed. So when I look at that, uh, but I've been watching the pros. You're not supposed to hit somebody who doesn't have the puck. Period. There's still what I consider late hits. Like if that were to happen in our league, at our kids' age at Bantam level, um, you know that would be a penalty. And I actually just watched a Bantam's game where I couldn't believe this kid bringing the puck behind the net. A kid chasing in his own hit him while he had the puck, but didn't attempt to play the puck and took a two minute penalty for it. Oh really? Oh yeah, it was crazy because you're not allowed to hit in a punishing manner. Now that's the new rules and this is supposed to be in the NHL, but they're not really, you know, they're, I think they're kind of like, you know, how do you, how do you really stop that? So in youth hockey, um, or 
supposed to be across the board, but yes. In so you're supposed game. to make an attempt to play the puck without use of the body, but the body is okay to be in use if you're making the attempt. So as long yep. as you swipe your stick across his stick and throw a body check on him. Yep. One hand so on the stick. They're changing, changing um, the checking rule a yes. little bit and bantam. So pretty much if so, like that hit right there, that would have been a penalty, uh, mostly because he didn't have a massive attempt on playing the puck, right? He just went straight in for the hit. Oh, yeah. he, he was a, definitely a play the body, yep. a separate player from puck, from puck yep. and a clean open ice hit yep. uh, based on the real time. Yep. Obviously, when you break it down nuts and bolts like we see and yeah. and any targeting call in the NCAA, you, you know, it's broken down moment by moment and impact by impact, you know, and people get, uh, ejected from the game. Yes, for that, so. it's crazy. Like I was watching that game, and three penalties for checking were called. And I, I each time I was like, that was a really good hit. Like a good clean body check. Clean, they know. They, yeah. And but yeah, they're really trying to you know eliminate mm-hmm. that damage. Um, but you know whether I agree with it or disagree, it's irrelevant. They have. Well, we talked. To, we we talked about it over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what league it was, but they were taking checking right out of it altogether. Mm-hmm. It was a, a major junior league. Yeah, that they were saying you know I mean it, it rather like USHL or East Coast. I think it was probably a step down from each of those. But they were talking about completely eliminating checking from the game. Yeah, it's crazy, and who knows what we'll be in five years. Well, again, it's not the game we grew up playing. No, it certainly isn't. I mean, they're they're holding off on checking until you hit the bantam level, which at that point your heights and sizes oh, are so different. I, I'd rather them introduce checking at Squirts, squirt level. Yeah, which it used to be. It, well, it used to be peewee. Well, and then before, they went to before peewee, it was squirt. So before our time? And before our time, it would have been squirt. Squirts, I, yeah. I think the, the, the old-fashioned way of checking was getting your body in – a position where you get in between the player and the puck. So you kind of put your, your hips or your butt out there and, and shelter the puck away from them. And then it just got into the game got faster and it's got bigger. They just, yeah, bigger hits. And well, that's the thing. It used to be, I separate you from the puck. My partner comes and picks up the puck. Right. And that's, that's, that's old time hockey, old time hockey. But now it's, uh, it's actually proven to be, more effective if you don't take yourself out of the play you make a play on the puck and then you as well become another You're able option to pick for it the up. puck yeah because yeah. when you lay a big hit on somebody you you took him out of the play but you also but took, you yourself, also took yourself out yep. and you're reliant on your teammates right. to pick up that to, puck to play for you yeah and so they're just realizing that that's not the best way to play the game and then you take the punishing factor so now at youth hockey if you cheer for a hit in any way shape or form that's a penalty Really? Yep. You can get you can get a two minute for uh, cheering. Wow. For big hits. I was just at. I think I mentioned it last week. I was at the the Northview Kenowa game, and that was no different than our high school game. Big hits and big yeah. cheers from the student section. You know, it's different now. You you, you know when we played, you'd have uh, the parents, and then your student section would be off to the side where all your classmates and stuff would hang out on, on opposite ends of the bleacher area which is on one side of the ring all like 10 students that were there yeah all right chris thanks hey. um <laughs> you didn't have to say that at least there was a couple there um white mostly wives now apparently <laughs> right now wives um now apparently the uh student sections line up behind the the glass um on either end behind the goalies and watch the game and watch the game from yeah. there so they'll say uh, so 
they'll sit on their opposing side so they can chirp the goalie yeah. or whatever. And then had so they resurface every every intermission. So every two period. resurfacing. Yep. Um. Then they switch ends. So uh, the whole students they'll go in the lobby warm up and then they switch ends, which I thought was kind of yeah. charming. Right. Yeah, no, I saw that the other day at uh, our rink. I realized all the kids, all the students were standing behind the net, and I was like, what the heck are y'all doing? Like, where where was that? And they where? were all wearing, like, straight-up sweatpants. Like, it, they did, like, uh, well, that's kids nowadays. pajama day. Oh, it was, like, man. pajama day. Like, they were, like, flannel, like, not even cute ones, like, meant, like, ugly sweater. Oh, but like, trashy pajama. jammies? Yeah. yeah. Well, I went to that hockey game, and I go, it was Saturday night, and I'm like, gosh, you know, I was kind of in my sweatpants having a low-key day watching some football and stuff. And I go, Denali, I think I want to wear my joggers to the game tonight. And she goes, oh, yeah, that's in right now. You can wear joggers with a nice, uh, three, like, uh, quarter zip. And you're going to be looking fly. Oh, yeah, just like what Jay's wearing. And a quarter zip. Right? <laughs> you nailed it. Yes. Yes. So I, I went out there like that, and I there was a ton of people oh, yeah. dressed that no, way. I, Apparently, that's in again. That's, a good, that's an in thing, and I like sweatpants. Um. Well, the, the, I want to jump in. We're, we're running a little long tooth, but I do want to cover we gotta talk a, this Michigan movie. Yeah, we got to talk about the uh, the Zgress pass to Milano. Uh, so Anaheim netted a freaking beauty of a goal. Uh, Zegers gets behind the net and he is scooping the puck up on his stick to do the lacrosse style goal, which was coined the Michigan goal. So you scoop the puck up off the ice and then you go around the front of the net and just, you know, yep. so now shovel it's, it right it's into the, the goal. It's called the lacrosse move or now the Michigan because that's – I forget who did it. I can't remember the player that did it, but he played for Michigan, Michigan yeah. and he was the first one first to do that. that. I, I, the first one that was broadcasted. Yes, to true do that. that. The first one that ever got broadcasted. So this is very similar to that. It looked like he was going to do it. In fact, yes. the broadcast team had said, oh, he's going to do the Michigan or, yep. or he's going to do the lacrosse style goal. Well, he, he got the puck up on a stick. Nobody's challenging him from behind the net, and then he just does a little well, flip up over the top of the, the cage. Yep. And then Milano's standing there, and he knocks the puck out of midair, hits it below the crossbar and over the tender shoulder. Good goal. So I've seen this done, the behind the net flip, flip the puck up and over behind the net, right, and lands in right in front of the net. So I've seen that done in the pros. Right, before. you you passed that one to me in, in our men's league yes. before. Sometimes they're a little. Fast. Sometimes they're a little high. Got to <laughs> knock it down with a glove and then try to get a right, shot off. Right. But I have seen that. So essentially, what it looked like to me is that he goes for the Michigan, but the the guy who with the defenseman standing, which would be on the goalie side of the net, sees him do this and he starts cutting him off. So he already goes from front of the net, starting to move behind the net on the side of. So which now he can't go that he, way. Yeah, he can't do that. So what does he do? He just continues to flip it Screw up it. I'll over flip the it net over the goal. And Milano. Just freaking smacks it right, right out of the air, right over the shoulder. Like it nicked the crossbar between the shoulder and the crossbar and snuck in there. And off first sight, I thought, no way is that legal. His stick was above the crossbar, but we studied it in depth today. We did the slow down on it and saw and it. <laughs> he is, I mean, if he's not above it, he was, he, it didn't look, he's like, if he, he's not above it, if anything, he is level with it. But he does, he smacks that thing right out of the air, puts it right over the corner of the shoulder and the top cheese. And that was a sweet, it was I sweet mean, a great move for uh, Zegers to get the puck 
on his twig. Because mm-hmm. you know how hard it is on crappy ice and a wet stick. And a wet stick, yeah. But those guys, I'm sure they probably they had some fresh wax on there. Them. Yeah, there's yeah. got to be somebody or them waxing. The only time them. you can lift the puck up off the ice is during warm-ups yep. in our, our league. Yeah. Unless I go to the locker room and get some more wax. Yeah. But also, I mean, the uh, the hand-eye coordination from, from Sonny Milano to uh, – to knock that sucker down. Oh yeah. I mean, nine times out of ten, I'm swinging and I'm missing. missing. Swinging and missing. <laughs> I mean, I, so, yeah. We were so, doing a, we were doing a tip drill today, and I was trying to show the boys, and I was like one for ten. I'm like, all right, all right. I, 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 got, I digress. Keep practicing. <laughs> so I have a quick quote here from Z. Uh, a comment, rather. Well, yeah, it is a quote. A quote uh, from Zgress. So um, he, uh, what did he say here? Um, he he said he was sold on on the pass once he heard um, Milano yell Michigan and he kind of wanted to get it to him. He still can't believe it worked. I tried it a couple of times and haven't come close for him to whack it out of midair under the crossbar was pretty incredible. Yeah. I think they can both thank uh, Mike Legg who was the Michigan player back in 1996 in a game against Minnesota. That's who it was. Yep. Yes, thank you, for thank you producer, producer Chris. Chris. Well, moving a little bit forward off this, we get again long, a little long tooth. So we wanted to talk, you know, bring mention about the Wings real quick. So they were on a four-game winning streak, playoff um, bound. I mean, they they won four in a row, which by definition is a winning streak. But they got waxed last night by the Predators, which isn't a team that I expected to beat them, considering. Uh, that they you know they took out some pretty big teams to for the, in that four game streak. But as it stands, the Wings are running um, their fourth place in their division, and which I believe is Atlantic. Okay, just wanted to double check. Stefan <laughs> yelled that from the bathroom because he knows all these things. But uh, fourth place, and then if you look over like everybody's records from all the other divisions. Uh, in Eastern and Western conferences as well, they are pretty much either fourth and third or tied for fourth and third, depending on points. So they're actually doing pretty good considering. There's what eight teams in each, uh, maybe ten at most. Eight, eight, eight per, yes. Eight per. So you know they're doing pretty good. They're pretty much 500 right now. They got uh, 13 wins, 13 losses. Yeah, so they're staying 500. They're right up there in the uh, the upper half mm-hmm. of the eight. And if they can stay in there, you know they could have the wild card spot. And we're we're not even halfway through the season yet. No, I think I think they're still a contending team to be uh, in the playoffs. Moving forward, though, you know the Griffs are running uh, right with them in that match. Yeah, taking so, a step down to the AHL here. Yeah, let's take a step down. The Griffs are running. Uh, they're nine eight and two, where the Red Wings were thirteen ten and three, but that puts them at fourth place in their central and then kind of scrolling through some of the other teams that puts them pretty much in that wheelhouse. So they're not doing too bad this year. I have not kept up on the Griffins. I haven't been to a Griffins game in over a year. I um, think it's probably pushing two years for me. Yeah, yep, it's been here. a minute. COVID did a number, but, uh, you know, I heard the t- hot dogs were up to $2 now, Chris said, <laughs> so that sucks. Um, Thanks, Biden. It's only on Friday night, but so. Griff- but they're coupled with a $2 beer, so you can't really – balk at that too much no guys. no no but brent did or not brent sorry chris did mention that uh brent's not here man sorry <laughs> that there's some open skate going on potentially the grand rapids uh dda downtown development authority Thank approved you that up. yep 
approved um, a proposal to allow for public open skate at the Van Andel Arena out on the Griff's Ice on a regular kind of consistent basis. They're planning or hoping to have it open by the end of this year and then throughout um, 2022. I'm very interested how they're going to facilitate that with having um, a common area for everybody. Yeah, that place is so big. It, it's big, but so to be at ice level, you're going to have to enter through the back uh, where they have a security check mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they also have a, an overhead door whether they open that up or not, but they're going to have to, you know, slap rubber and benches down for people to change. And I, I also wonder what that's going to do for the revenue of Rosa park circle. If the Van Andel offers that, well, they're both owned by the city. So you're yeah. True. That is the Van Andel owned by the city. Yeah. Okay. No, and that's fine. But two, you can't really get rid of Rosa Parks in the sense of that skating outside is nostalgic. So, yeah. like, if you do it, you're gonna do it, and you don't go on a whim for the most part. Once you go, you make it a thing, and you probably go with your family often. Sure, you know what I mean. That's something that you do if you wanted yeah. to the outside skate. They got the yeah. Christmas tree lit up. Yes. Um, I don't know when Rosa Parks Circle opens up, but I got to imagine with these cold temps, they're probably got some. Oh wait, they're under uh, renovation. They yeah, might they're not doing some stuff. I bet there. you that's why they're doing. Oh, this. that might be part of it. That might be. I bet you that's what's like going though, on. They're both going to be in conjunction and stuff and they'll have skate rental available and they'll be using the online reservation. Good. I bet you that's well. exactly what this is about. That Rosa parks isn't going to be open this year. So they're going to move it to the van Andel, which is awesome. And I'll which I there. think it's great. I'll Who wouldn't there. want to skate yeah, there? I'll be there. I think it kind of takes away from some of the luster of I, like yeah. the arena and like it being cool to go there and stuff. But I don't never know. Never being allowed. Like I thought, well, being, they do have those it's like an untouchable thing. They do know. have those post game skates though. They do post oh, that's skates. true. We After do, the Griff. And, and when you get into Mites next year, they'll do jamborees there. We have a jamboree this year. Oh, okay, good. Yep. So we have a jamboree in February good. at oh, the Van yeah. Andel. So, well, I guess they're yeah. just all willy-nilly and let anybody on their ice. <laughs> well, what geez. they do is they, they get these groups to come in. Hold and themselves they sell, out like that? They sell ticket packages. So then you sell to your family and friends. Oh. Those tickets get you into the jamboree, but they also get you into the Griffins game the night before and the, or the night after or they, later that night. God bless it. Get it together, kid. They always wow. make sure that the pro shop's open so you can get your swag. Oh, of <laughs> oh, course. Yeah. Because yeah. the kids run in there, and the next thing you know, you spend $150 on jerseys and crap you didn't need. Right. That happened <laughs> twice. <laughs> Market so, twice. Um, but, Yeah. No, I think it's kind of cool. Um, good for them. I, you know, I'd like to give an update, maybe for now on, like check in on the Griffs. Yeah. I mean, they are local. They are our Grand Rapids team, and believe it or not, I truly believe that Grand Rapids is a hockey city. Whether or not a lot of other people believe this, but the biggest thing we have is in sports is the drive and hockey. But I think hockey brings in way more than the Griffs bring in way more than the drive does. Yeah. Didn't the drive fold? They might have. They have year. now. They're well. They didn't fold. They moved to Detroit, and now uh, the uh, the Grand Rapids Gold is the farm team for the mm. Denver Nuggets. Yeah. But I'm not a basketball guy. Hoops. Yeah, we I can't forget at uh, LMCU uh, ballpark. We've yeah, I we've think got White the Whitecaps. Caps. We they're, do they're have popular the Whitecaps, too. and that's a but we're, I, I, we, we have one been. good spring summer sport, and then yeah. one good fall winter sport. But both stuff. of these other sports are developmental. Mm-hmm. And the AHL is a professional, professional. hockey yes. league. Yes. So you, at some point in time, you could literally have the National Hockey League 
in the American Hockey League like they do in baseball. Yes. It could be a thing. Could be a thing. I'm not saying it's going to be. I'm just <laughs> saying that the talent-wise, they're they're close. I wouldn't say that the Griffins could play against the Red Wings straight up, but the Red Wings do pull a lot of players from the Griffins. They do, yeah. And Absolutely. they develop them there. Well, I'd like to get back into them. You know, COVID had its thing, and now I'm ready. To yeah, get we back. we should we should touch a little bit on, on on the hometown team, and we will. We do have uh, future lineups for getting maybe a, the Griffin players, a couple of them on the podcast. So we've been working we working a couple of deals. S- stay tuned in in hopefully here in the next six to twelve months, we'll have that working. <laughs> yeah, maybe us. maybe we'll have something by episode fifty two. Well, the you more likes and subscribes that we get, the better chances are that we can do that and yeah, that's where our, our listeners come you could in always do a mixer or meet and greet you guys so smash that like button smash that subscribe button um, yeah chris i think you got this is your job right here go ahead and smash on your game pro shop your spot for skate detailing tape and accessories fantastic perfect well we got a nice little fun segment moving into we're gonna do some trivia let's play trivia and i want to test the smarts of the listeners or i want them to test themselves and uh let's see how non-smart me and stefan are today chris you're conducting this showdown so let's get this let's get this trivia on the road so uh chris just jumped on the internet here typed in something for trivia and he's pulling up questions related to 2021 correct no or it's just... We're talking about food here. Oh, so food so and drink. we're going to go, yes, the food, food and, and drink segment on oh, it. The so, food and beverage segment of the Just Trippin' Podcast. So, so we pretty gonna... basic things. Um, these are all open-ended questions. No uh, multiple choice answers will be given. Okay. So, Good. so we have think the on the fly. Think on the fly. Fair enough. Now, are we going to do this where, like, Stefan goes first, then first I, to if five. he doesn't get it right, then I get to steal and... Uh, let's just let's test do it the that way with with first to five. We can all work together. First to yeah. five. Yeah. Okay. All right, Stefan, you get to answer first on this one. All right. What well, is the? Well, we're I'll always go first then. Yep. Oh, okay. Yep. So I'll answer, and we'll both answer together. But Stefan goes first, and I go second. Right for yes. Then you can steal my question and get the point for it. Okay. Cool. Gotcha. What is the rarest M M&M and M color? Blue. Incorrect. Jay's the turn. rarest M&M color. Yes. And by the way, all of these answers are according to the internet. So if I'm wrong, blame the internet. Nobody's listening to this right. anyway. Purple. Purple is not Purple's even an M&M, M&M color. I award you zero well, points and we are all dumber I'm having heard guessing. that. Okay. What's the <laughs> Take answer? a point away from me. Well, it's not green. It's not yellow. It's <laughs> not right. brown. It's it not- is brown. That's the rarest? Brown's the yeah. rarest? Bullshit, I always run into brown. I love brown. Damn it. They're There's all brown no on difference. the inside. <laughs> I was thinking like, guessing This like, isn't Skittles. I was like, let's go. Right, Starburst, hey, Skittles. Skittles. Like, they got in all there. those like random packages with different colors. All right, zero points. Jay's question. Jay's question. What is the common name for dried plums? Yes, dried plums. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Testicles. Well, it is pretty close, actually. Jeez, <laughs> uh, uh, I know it's not the right answer, but it's the only thing. You gotta throw something out there. Raisin. <laughs> Again, I know it's not. incorrect. Stefan prunes. Correct. Oh gosh, how did I not know that? I do know that it's yeah, a prune. That's my question. <laughs> now I feel stupid. 
All right, now it's Stefan's question. He's got a point. I got a point. Which country consumes the most chocolate per capita? Mmm. Damn. Let's try to think a little quicker on our feet here, guys. I'm just going to go with the USA. Incorrect. Europe. Jay? Europe. Well, Europe is not a country. Well, okay. Pick, pick one of these. So Euro. incorrect. Switzerland. So, Zero points. Toblerone. Is that in Europe? Because yes. continent. Europe's a continent, right? Yes. So I had to ah. pick like Italy or something. I was thinking yes. Godiva. Like the chocolate. Swiss chocolate. Right. Switzerland. Toblerone. Well, All right. Uh, Jay's question. What is the name given to Indian food cooked over charcoal in a clay oven? Mm. What, where you can just with? pass. These are horrible. <laughs> Thai. And even though I know that's not right. That's Incorrect. Guess. Stefan, any idea? Uh, Mugu Gai Pan. Incorrect as well. Oh, shoot. What is it? Uh, tandoori? Oh, Tin- gosh. I never would have guessed that. Maybe scroll down to some of the easier ones. <laughs> no, it's fine. This is funny. What yeah. was the first soft drink in space? Um, Coca-Cola. Correct. Two points for Stefan. Gosh, dang. Zero. For I wasn't Two calls that. out for Coca-Cola. I was going to say water. <laughs> Not a sponsor yet. Water or milk? Jay. How, how did you know that, Stefan? I had no idea. Oh, guess. <laughs> well, this twice you guessed Coca-Cola today, and you've been right on both. Well, hey, maybe. Shark. <laughs> Jay, what is the most common consumed manufactured drink in the world? Coca-Cola. No. Ugh. <laughs> I hate this game. It's milk. Could you re- please repeat the question? What is the most uh, the most consumed manufactured drink in the world? So it has to be manufactured. It's got to be milk. Manufactured? Wouldn't like any carbonated beverage be manufactured? Well, you could say pop, I guess, but I was kind of assuming it was going to be more specific than that. I would say uh, pop would be my first choice. It's a type I'm gonna, I'm of gonna, drink. Uh, tea. Yes. Did, did you look through these already? Come on. <laughs> Jay, are you even on the board? You, no. had, you had me at type hey, of listen, drink. listen. I am not ashamed to say that I'm not the smartest person you've All ever All right, so met. that was a steal. This is my question. Which is the only edible food? What is the only edible food that never goes bad? McDonald's, French, no. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, McDonald's. The only edible food that doesn't go bad. Uh, cheese. No, what? Cheese goes bad instantly. Okay. Incorrect. I award you zero points. Thanks, asshole. Jay, any idea? The marshmallow. Incorrect. Honey. Damn it. I wish I would have thought about that for a second longer. Like, does the marshmallow ever go bad? I feel like those they things do. sit on they the do shelf. Go bad. They do go bad. Honey honey does not go bad. Yeah. That That is correct. All right, fair enough. All right, so it's my question. Uh, Jay's question. Which country... <laughs> God, here, here we go, go again. Me again. Which country invented ice cream? And if you say Antarctica, don't because that is incorrect. Michigan, obviously. <laughs> Hudsonville. Um, which country invented ice cream? I'm going to go with. Because uh, they turned it like the butter thing. I think that's when they made it. So. Um, country. I wish we had video for that hand Let's gesture go with you just Greenland, made. Greenland, because I don't really know. At least you named a country this yes, time. Yeah, I tried. That would also be part of uh, Europe. Yep. <laughs> but that is incorrect. All right. Fair well, enough. if you say Greenland, I have to guess uh, Iceland. Also incorrect. Damn. 
Iceland's in the green, actually. Interestingly enough, China. China. Oh, I think I've heard that before now that you say that. They're onto something over there. Gosh dang it. Three to zero. My question? Yes. Um, Hendrix, Larios, and Seagram's are some of the best-selling brands of which spirit? Well, that's tricky because Seagram's makes a couple, like all of them. Um, right. All the variations of spirit. So say the first two again. Hendrix and Larios. I've never heard of that. I've never heard of either of them. Hendrix? Well, you don't drink good blank then. I don't you drink haven't had good Hendrix. gin. That is correct. <laughs> How do you know these things? I was going to say whiskey. Seagram's gin. I think I have some Hendrix over there actually on the bar. But anyways, I know. <laughs> Honestly, until you said a good blank, I I would have been able to not even answer that question correctly. Well, it could have been vodka, whiskey, bourbon. Gin. Well, I didn't even know he was talking about drinks. I was like, what the hell? Well, I knew he was talking when spirit. he said Seagram's. Well, that's what I'm spirit. like. What do you mean yeah. spirit? Like, like the Christmas spirit? Jay's got spirit. Yes, he do. Jay's got spirit. How about you? Jay's down four to zero. Yeah, this is the last question this for food. So Jay's question. Let's see if Jay can get on the board. From which country does Gouda cheese originate? Gouda <laughs> like cheese. That you get all the Isn't countries. it Gouda cheese? Gouda cheese. He said it right. I'm going to go with... Um, Italy. Props on a country. Great guess. But no. <laughs> I never uh, would have gotten this. I would have gone with like Italy or right, yeah. one other country that's nearby there. Yeah. Uh, I would have guessed that. Lord almighty. I don't, I don't know. Is that, it's, I think I know. Um, yeah. It after he says. I'm just going to say Switzerland. Incorrect. Can I say is Greece a country or is that a... Yes, Greece okay. is a country, is, is that but that answer? is not the oh, answer. Man, it's the Netherlands. The Netherlands. Really? That was okay. my second choice. Hopefully, maybe this other topic will get me on the board. All right, guys. We're going to switch over to entertainment then. Yes! Ooh, I'm way better with entertainment. Stefan, what was the first toy to be advertised on television? Wow. The first toy. Yes. Lincoln Logs. No. Um, the radio flyer. No. Mr. Potato Head. Ah, oh, damn it. Now known as Potato Head. Uh, yeah, because right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, it can't be Mr. What was the first, Jay? What was the first feature length animated movie ever released? Feature length animated movie. So when you say feature length, does that mean like like a movie, like an actual movie? Yeah, like a, an I hour gotta, or so. I gotta go with gum. Just shaking his head. So you can't shake it. Now I'm going with like the the Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Incorrect. Yeah. I have two in mind. Well, I need one answer. And I'm going to tell you both first. Well, you know it's and not. And I'm going to pick one. They both start with. Um, the letter F. Fern Gully or my choice is Fantasia. No and no. God like, damn way it. before that. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey you gotta Mouse. go way back to it the Disney Mickey Mouse, Vault. wasn't it? No, that was not a full length animated movie. Yeah, see Gumby wasn't either. It was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. God, that's a good one. Yeah, Fantasia was that right up there. Yeah, I thought Snow that was beforehand. White. No, it was in like the 50s or 60s. Well, yeah, because that's running. been remade a couple times. Yeah. Okay, fine. Relax. Before guys. Disney got it. Jeez. Hey, who am I to talk? I'm four to zero, so... <laughs> All right, give me an entertainment question, Chris. 
What were the four main characters' names in the TV series Golden Girls? Oh, okay. I wouldn't be able to get this. Uh, Blanche. Blanche. Um, Dorothy. Blanche. Dorothy. Rose. The fact that you know this, I'm (laughs) going to get the last one. Sophia. Yeah, that's five. And there's the winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Thank you for all of those Golden Girl reruns that I watch on a regular basis. I was gonna say when you said Blanche, I'm like, he knows that one. He's gonna get the rest of them because I was would have went with Betty instead of Blanche, (laughs) only because Betty White was one of the characters, I believe. Yes, that was Rose. She was one of the actresses. Yes, Rose was the character. character. Betty White was her. Is her actor? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yes, sorry. Yes, and and Dorothy was uh, bet uh, not Bet Midler. Um, what's the girl's name? Oh shoot! Remember the movie Airheads, where it's like I want a naked picture of so and so. How do you think I'm supposed to find that, huh? And we need a football helmet full full of cottage cheese. Chris is about to tell us. I have not looked at it yet, so I can't remember. Um, oh, B. Arthur. Was That's Dorothy. right. B. Yes. Arthur. B. Arthur. Yep. Gosh. Hey, all right. Well, that was fun, guys. Um, I like the trivia. Uh, if you guys don't, maybe let us know. Um, send us an email or something like that. Does anybody have anything else to add? Nope. Nope. Thank you for listening and visiting our sponsors. Don't forget that we welcome chirps, so don't be shy. Also, check out our socials and our website, justchirping.com. Lastly, continue to like, follow, and subscribe. Tell your friends. See you at the rink. Welcome to the show. It's called Chirpin', yo. And Chirpin's what we do. And if you play a little bit of hockey, then I'm sure you'll be chirpin' too. So I started this show with my good friend and my crazy-ass cousin. We get on these mics and we chirp all night Cause we're chirping to you So pull up a chair and grab a brew And listen to Chirpin' Chirpin' Chirpin'